All right, we need to do a <laughs> after Susan. So you know what? Maybe I, 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 lucky I didn't have an outburst there yeah. because there is a species of antelope that makes square poop. Do any of you I, remember? I, I think it's the one. kudu in South oh, Africa. Square? They make per them and wombats make square wow. poop. How did you Why get that one? Look, uh, broad but shallow, my yeah. knowledge. Broad but shallow. That's really good. Thank you. Broad Thank you for explaining that. Square. So, so this is Dr. Susan Little, broad but shallow. <laughs> it is. I have always said that. Not like a broad but shallow. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast. The best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, and... This is Dr. Susan Little. <laughs> yeah, who's laughing. And who's we don't laughing? Know why, but, That's uh, okay. She's probably laughing because of our wonderful guests that we have here. Yes. For the fourth time now <laughs> because <laughs> he's beginning to wonder can we not interview somebody else for a yeah, change yeah. no I was actually worrying that you were laughing because I'm funny looking <laughs> no. or funny sounding no. or, or both no. oh come yeah, on that's true come on with Yola's accent and your accent mm. no worries no we're you good. don't have an accent of course not a. 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 yeah so but thank you for coming thank you for having me so when do you look deeper when is it time to do um, rhinoscopy when is it time to do imaging right when is it time to say do you have like lymphoma in there do you have crypto like when is it time yeah well for crypto any facial deformity and yeah. you know obviously looking in the back of the eyes since about 40% of them have chorioretinitis oh. concurrently look for the bulging tympanums up early that might make you go a little bit faster to do the polyp workup mm -hmm. but it's um, what I think we were trying to say in the ISCADE guidelines is don't wait as long. And I think the the trigger that's most exciting for me has been the polyps. Yeah. You know, we've I've had a, a, a kind of our record at CSU was eight and a half weeks or so of age. Was oh, the really? youngest wow. polyp kitty. That's amazing. And then I had a, an attendee come up after a meeting and show me a picture about the size of the tip of my little finger and like a six-week-old oh, kitten. Wow. Yeah, so, so I, I'm one of the believers that that's also an aberrant immune response. It's a yeah. proliferative tissue yeah. that occurs secondary and inflammatory disease. I, I don't think it's developmental. I think right. it's just like a cholestomatitis kitty or right. a mucositis cat. It's an aberrant response yeah. to a Mus fairly common... Immune response gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I think it's doing so it localized. quite early. That's yeah, yeah it's, just, it's so it's interesting. So weird. It's Do other weird species thing. get those? Do you know? I tell yeah, you, dogs, yeah. yeah, but it's pretty. Mm. The D word. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Young puppies can. It's very rare, but yeah, they, not they like not like cats. You know, it's I said the, the D thing, word though. I said the D word three times the last time, and so far today, I haven't said it. You've had you no, said it before. Amazing, but uh, you know, before you start paying up. Then mine goes. So. No, you've said it twice when you're talking about the Bordetella vaccine. I can't oh, count. Crud. <laughs> I'm already, you know, I've already Susan said is it secretly twice. keeping yeah. track. Yeah, that's and a beer. It's all on tape. So it's it's on a beer. Tape. beer. <laughs> well, no, I. But puppies been, do get them. Yeah, pu puppies do get them. Uh, yeah. Hey, and I hear you can still deny things that were said on tape. You just <laughs> said, you can give it a they, try. They dubbed in my voice. That yes. was not me. Yes, exactly. You, you can give exactly. it a try. Yeah, yeah. So you can. Although your voice is pretty. 
recognizable. <laughs> There's not that many that have such a strong Georgia accent. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now back to the message. I do believe that doing the workup a little bit earlier. Um, than we probably Believe. would have done yeah. in the past. Certainly every time there's facial deformity, yeah. you know, you, you got to do the workup immediately for those guys. Right. Um, but there's, it still has to be individualized to that animal. Mm -hmm. It's just before we start prescribing quinolones and yeah, you mm -hmm. know, perhaps giving injectable, you know, third, fourth generation type mm -hmm. drugs that perhaps we should do the workup before mm -hmm. we get to that stage. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we do have to do those. I, I tell you, I've had some great, um, mucopurulent chronic kitties that do respond to antibiotics. Mm. Yeah. I have, mm. uh, Foghorn, the mm -hmm. little buddy that I have right now, he seemingly has done the best on uh, on that, that A word, azithromycin. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, you know, I've gone through phases when I've loved it, and then yeah. phases when I thought, well, I don't like it. Well, I had shifted over to protofloxacin yeah, being yeah, the best yeah, rescue yeah. drug because sure. it kills anaerobes yep. and has the best MICs against mycoplasmas, the, the Bayer uh, product, Veriflox. But uh, this kitty actually failed. Veriflox, even though it was mucopurulent, we did the workup, didn't find anything, but azithromycin mm. seems to help him. Well, now, could that be the anti-inflammatory yeah. purported yeah. properties? Yeah, of it. So. so it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, after you finish the workup, call it idiopathic. Yeah. Then it's right back to yeah. trying serenium nose drops and things oh, that I've been wow. reading about on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. tried that yet. Mm. Yeah. But I've heard people keep asking. Nasal flushes, though. What, what's I, I'm yeah. a bit of a proponent of nasal flushes. I, I think there's too. like a, a bit of a therapeutic effect from them, too. For a yeah, while, right? yeah. Because, you know, it has that weak mucolytic effect. And That's what I think. It's yeah. quite, and how uh, do you do it in cat? Well, you anesthetize them. Okay, okay. I just <laughs> yeah. want to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say in people, good you luck. know, that's very common, right? Yeah. Is to do saline lavage mm -hmm. and yeah. chronic allergic people. Mm -hmm. My my dad used to do the turkey baster, <laughs> <laughs> snorting it up there, and it really seemed to help him. So. I think you can buy a little gizmo now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm from Oklahoma, remember? Yeah. So the turkey baster, that's multi-use. Yeah. So, doing your turkey, okay. doing no your... Yourself. No yes. turkey yeah. dinner at Mike's house. No, just on the yeah. say, wow. Dr. McVeigh would not allow that to happen, <laughs> I promise. But no, I think yeah. the saline lavage, intermittent saline yeah. lavages, yeah. definitely help those kitties, especially the ones that are really thick. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. sounds like you're uh, new to They're kind of thick. Yeah. They're kind of thick. Yeah. Although I was listening to the the What the Wool show uh, from oh, yes. uh, Jessica Fogelsang, and and obviously she and one and her colleague uh, who's a human OD or DO, what mm -hmm. I always make that that mistake. Uh, they were talking about that. You know, there's also those 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 nasal flushes can be quite dangerous oh. because you can't clean them very well, and, oh. and and you're flushing in an area that is super close to the brain. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, with infections and that sort of thing, you mm -hmm. have to be kind of careful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, every now and then when we do a nasal flush on a cat, something surprising comes out too. You never know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. speaking of which, oh, yeah. yes. um, you're, you need to tell your mouse story. Oh, that's right. Susan is. <laughs> I love uh, this. Susan and I get to lecture quite frequently, so she's what? seen. No. Uh, she's seen my cat, my favorite yeah. cat, born. I body. never tire should, of this. Should I yeah. prepare the audience for something? No, no, uh, this is bad. good. This no, it wasn't good. exciting. It yeah. was just we flushed out these bony chunks, and we're looking at the bone, trying to figure out what it was, and then we did some measuring, some anthrop 
anthropological type yeah, work, yeah, is that good. what it's called? Yeah. yeah. And it turned like out it bones. was a yeah, yeah, bones. <laughs> yeah, bones. And, yeah. But it wasn't the cat's bone. It was actually a mouse femur. <laughs> what? Pieces of a mouse femur. Really? In a nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can oh. you imagine that? You're chewing on a chicken wing. <laughs> yeah. And you start laughing. <laughs> yeah. And it goes, remember, <laughs> cats get their foreign bodies by nasal regurgitation. Wow. Oh. Yeah. They don't That's like inhale them. Right. They right. go above the soft Yeah. Yeah. So they're chatting, and one of their friends makes a joke. They start laughing, and suddenly you have a femur in your nose. In fact, last night, where I saw you, you were laughing a lot. Yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't chewing on the femur. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, because once you get a mouse femur above your soft palate, you're you're really messed up. Yeah, you're toast. So you never know. You never know what's up there. So we also have great news because you subscribe to our podcast i am I so excited yes in fact it was the first time that i ever got to hear yes. a podcast yeah so we downloaded a podcast you app. Know, app yeah and then yeah. Uh, you yeah. subscribe to it yeah, yeah. And, and we are so honored to be your first podcast yes i had to i had to hand my phone <laughs> to you know, to actually do it for me we but basically stole mike's phone yes, downloaded yes, our yes. podcast for him <laughs> yes yes i like that but hopefully you took no weird pictures no, of no, yourself while you're I was safe. there. No, okay. no, no. I would Very never good. do that. You know that. Thank you're safe. So I only do that to Stan Marks. <laughs> and then, you know, it's really funny. So Stan Marks, I did the same thing because he's was uh, he gave me his phone too and I, I he had an Apple phone and that's where you can leave a review so I left a review from him for us and then I made a major typo so now oh, he no. is yeah he will be ever so, uh, you know he's now poor Stan has yeah, now a review eternalized which, which typos in it yes, major typo yes. in it. Yes. So, he, he earned you. it though Any, yeah. anything he gets he earned moral of the story do not give your phone to Yola no <laughs> that's an excellent so diarrhea Yes. Yes. <laughs> Next yeah. topic. So oh. we go from snot out of the front oh, to I'm, snot out of the Oh, back. I'm exhausted. I, I think I don't think we can segue to diarrhea in the same way. <laughs> yeah, podcast. that was smooth. But well it was done. a well, it was a good attempt. Yeah, so you but, know I'm yeah. a, I'm well a professional. I have a professional are, voice. You're, you're good. I you yeah. are quite quite husky today and i like thank it a you. lot thank you, <laughs> thank you. so no yeah, i we're talking it. about steve dale and uh, making comment about that i had a yeah. very good podcast voice and as soon as i said that susan started laughing hysterically so you know steve dale is our podcast announcer and he does have a radio voice you can get that radio voice going and you know him so you know yeah so so that's why i laughed when uh when yola said he has a radio voice still no he said that i didn't say that yeah that's what you said he said it with my voice and and you know i think i sound absolutely horrible on yeah radio. i don't know i, I like it I, in fact i look forward to listening to a yeah. podcast now that i have the software <laughs> <laughs> all right diarrhea yeah oh yeah yeah you're really Let's gonna focus. be talking keen. about diarrhea yeah, absolutely. oh my gosh he's focused yeah, yeah we have subjects. we have about uh, two twenty now 15 minutes 10 15 minutes oh, you can oh do my it. goodness diarrhea in wow. 15 minutes wow that's a tough one now I, dr marx hasn't already talked about cat diarrhea. We talked about, yeah. you, want, you told me that you wanted to talk about diarrhea we we him. did uh, when oh. we did our podcast with um stan we did some uh, 
fecal microbial microbiota transplant yes. discussion oh, with Stan. Yes, yeah, and we did yeah. some like IBD discussion mm-hmm. with Stan, but not so much infectious. Oh, so I'm thinking more infectious. Oh, infectious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've, 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 I've there any infections yeah. we should worry about? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. Well, from the zoonotic standpoint, from mm-hmm. actually catching it from your cat, the mm-hmm. answer is yes. Diarrhea from your cat? Yes. Well, an agent. Yeah, yeah. Agents that are in the cat poop that might give you diarrhea. Mm. Thankfully, it's quite rare mm. if they have a normal stool. Yeah. But if so they have diarrhea, you need to do, eat the stool. You should avoid ingesting cat poop. Yeah. Cat poop. In general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, poop in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, you don't want fresh cat poop, especially if there's diarrhea because of things like salmonella, mm. you know. I have to tell you a story things. now because this brings up another story in, in, in my grand repertoire. So we were in South Africa doing a... Um, um, you know, a safari. You were there, oh. and one of the one of the things that these guides do is that they pick up these oh. uh, whatever giraffe. No, no, spore. It, it, no, no. It is a uh, one of those antelope things, and they they shit these little brown things, and they do a contest where you can put it in your mouth and then you spit it out as far mm-hmm. as you can, and the one that goes the farthest is the winner. And I was like, can't you get all sorts of crazy? diseases from that from antelope poop yeah so i would it's poop i wouldn't put it in my mouth yeah what so about you, you so you didn't win the contest i didn't do the contest yeah no. i refused yeah. yeah i was too much of a veterinarian there yeah you know and our and in our uh, range rover one year similar experience mm-hmm. but i actually did the contest oh so that's why you yeah the yeah well mainly because it had uh, baked in the sun for a uh, long time and yeah. i felt that Probably the coliform counts were lower than <laughs> they would have been if it was fresh. So if you're going to eat so, poop, eat old poop. I, well, unless it's cat poop, and then you get toxoplasma. And then you get toxoplasma. Yeah, it's right. just you just you can't, can't eat. Win. Can't win. You just can't eat poop unless you're a risk taker. Yeah, so you did. Yeah, well, I didn't. So, eat so what it, kind I of diseases do you get from from antelope poop? Well, from baked antelope poop, pretty much nothing, because I was fine. In fact, I had a fecal score of a three that entire trip. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, but from fresh, is there anything you can catch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the bacterial diseases mm-hmm. we still have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully, they're fairly rare, but we do see the occasional salmonella cat, mm-hmm. uh, especially from ingesting songbirds and things that might have uh, type food. of murium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the raw food magnifying is always a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken products in the United mm-hmm. States with both mm-hmm. salmonella and campylobacter, mm-hmm. you know, potential issues. That's why you have to cook them well. Yeah, so I am actually quite keen, um, being the Wasava One Health Chair, yes. you know, our, our uh, current feeling is that feeding processed foods uh, is probably the safest thing mm-hmm. especially if there's an immune suppressed uh, family member in the in the building mm-hmm. uh, to try to avoid the bacterial ones and, you know even the, fr- the frozen raw food diets you know people feel that you're freezing it so you're killing everything yeah, but, you but you're not killing the bacteria so mm. so again we have to be real careful there but our message from AAFP, the mm-hmm. American Association of Feline Practitioners, uh, the guidelines, zoonoses, uh, Susan and I had actually been having a small race. Yes. Oh, retrovirus which, versus zoonoses. Yes, which and, I have and, totally lost and now. What are you doing? Yes, I, I've returned the second galley proof 
update. You're ahead of me. Yeah, so you're going to see the zoonosis guidelines here soon. Um, um, It's a friendly competition. It was. Of course, I haven't finished your book chapter yet. (laughs) Now, I wasn't going to mention that until we were done the podcast, but since you've brought it up. If I had not done the podcast, I could have finished the book chapter. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. I'm coming for you. Don't worry. The AAFP guidelines, though, it really is about having a normal stool. Yeah. And so as long as the cat has a normal stool, the odds of it being a risk to the owners is probably pretty small. small. Yeah. yeah. That's and so a very that's, common sense way to look at it. Yeah. And yep. a lot of hand washing, uh, certainly uh, cleaning the litter box daily, if, mm-hmm. if possible. Uh, better yet, have a partner clean the litter box daily. And, <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell my friends that are having children is yeah. that you tell the husband about toxoplasma so that they can get the husband or the partner uh, to clean the litter box daily for them and say then, but you have to do that until the kid goes to college. <laughs> and that way somebody else cleans the litter box for it's, you for the next 18 years. It's an 18-year risk period. Yes, yes. <laughs> like that. And was it you that said that you would just let your dog clean the litter box? Was that you? What? No. No, that wasn't you. I would okay. never do that. No, but yeah. it does happen. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, it just it is, the, but just, hey, it's... It's efficient. It's what dogs do. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we did have one of those dogs in our house. I Ooh. bet you do. Is we it did. called Moo? No, no, no. Oh, this is a previous dog. Oh, yeah. No, no. Previous dog. Yeah. yeah. I think that's disgusting. It is. And then they lick your face. That's even better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> talking exactly. about, you know, risks. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, back to the guidelines. If you have a cat with a normal stool mm-hmm. and you're doing some sort of intermittent deworming, um, may, maybe perhaps even a heartworm prevention that also controls hooks and rounds, yeah. the odds are you're probably not going to catch an enteric agent from mm-hmm. that cat. I think what's uh, most questions that I've had on the whole what's in poop that might infect you is actually relates to Giardia. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, some of the corporate practices have recommended and yeah. wellness checks, not just doing a fecal float by yeah. zinc sulfate, but also doing an antigen test for Giardia, which we know the antigen tests are quite good, actually. Mm. And, and they so, be too good. Well, they're going to increase sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to find more cats that are positive mm-hmm. and theoretically colonized or carriers if they have a nice normal stool but then you're kind of stuck with it because it is on the zoonosis list yeah and so then you have to have the conversation with the owner and many owners especially colorado because we were beaver fever you know Mm -hmm. one of the first places that zoonotic giardia was recognized next thing you know now they're afraid of their cat yeah so how valid is that though yeah well we think that for the most part, you're not going to acquire yeah. uh, CSU. Our, our laboratory actually has been doing genotyping yeah. studies for oh, 15 years or so now. Yeah. And the large majority of the cats, they're exposed to GRDs in the assemblage C and F, occasionally D. And those assemblages, C's, D's, and F's, uh, seem to be the species that are shared between four-legged, mm-hmm. at least companion animals, yep. and then A's and B's are, are more likely to be zoonotic. We'll occasionally get an A out of a cat, yep. um, but what's unclear now is whether or not they actually Did they replicate. get it from a human? Well, they got it from a human or yeah, another yeah. vertebrate that carries A's and B's. Yeah. But what's unclear is whether or not they 
actually replicates well in cats. Oh. You know, the host adapted cat ones are C's, D's, and F's. Ah. So it's plausible that it's there and we can find the DNA because PCR is so sensitive um, or antigen, but uh, to genotype them, yeah. you have to have the DNA. Bottom line is that uh, we're not sure that they can give it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and so it may they, be, yeah, they get exposed. Maybe more temporary. Yeah. Yeah. So epidemiologically, ah. it doesn't appear that very many people get diarrhea. From Giardia, from, from their from touching from their cat, cat. Yeah. especially if you have a normal stool. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't recommend um, like routinely testing normal stool for something like Giardia, then, right? You know, it, unless yeah. there's some risk reason. Yeah, for me, if they have a normal stool, let's yeah. do a fecal float to yeah. make sure they're doing their strategic deworming. And uh, I think that's not... an important part. Mm. We had uh, the other Susan Little on the, mm. on the podcast not that long ago, and she was talking about how important it is to do strategic deworming and how few people really do yeah yeah even though we've been recommending it for Mm -hmm. a long time Mm -hmm. also she she posted differently she that i I love that what she said you know when do you want your cats to have parasites oh when do you want yeah yeah Yeah. not if but when yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, that's a good thing that's a good way to put it and of course she does live in god's country (laughs) oklahoma Oklahoma. (laughs) although talking about colorado you have more nice bugs like plague Oh yes, yes. Did you did you hear about that uh, inferior species, the D word, no. that actually died of plague really? during Christmas time? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah because uh, it's yeah. it's rampant in your little uh, whatever you call oh, them. Oh, those uh, beautiful little prairie dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're very cute until they give you plague and you die. Yersinia <laughs> pistis. Yeah, it is a yeah. Though we did have one of those inferior species really? uh, come in with a consolidated lung lobe. Wow. Got the lung lobe cut out. Many staff members were oh. in the unit around it. No one, no one got sick, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people went on doxycycline. I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. But that one doesn't cause diarrhea very often. No, no, no. no. And no, it's, no. it's 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 distantly. Is the, the bubonic one? Well, they most cats get bubonic because yeah. they eat the bacteremic rodent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. then they get the buboes at their at their pharyngeal lymph nodes. Yeah. But the but there is an enteric Yersinia. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about enterocolitis. Politica, mm-hmm. which is on the list as well. But gosh, all these years of working with cat diarrheas and things, I, I've never recognized that particular organism mm-hmm. causing illness in a cat and mm-hmm. have not known an owner to have it. So, so thankfully, the bacterial diseases are fairly rare as long as they have the normal stool. Yeah. Giardia and Cryptosporidium mm. tend to be the host adapted strains. Yeah. Again, Cryptosporidium thelus in cats, not the human strain hominis mm. or the zoonotic bovine strain or food animal strain parvum. So we don't really have to worry about that one. Mm-hmm. So it's really about uh, having their diarrhea go away to lessen their suffering. Mm-hmm. And once they have a normal stool, they're probably not infecting you with anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's up with Tritrichomonas these days? Oh, trichomonas! Yeah. What a pain! I know, what a pain, right? <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. if you are a susceptible cat with yeah. a relatively hot strain, you're going to have you're an uncomfortable. Have your backside, <laughs> your backside is going to be uncomfortable. Oh. oh, they oh they're so smelly and they, mm-hmm. the diarrhea is pretty severe. And we, it's it's becoming pretty clear that there are a lot of ronitazole resistant uh, uh, resistant strains. Out there, right do you think we've now. created them, or do you think they were kind of there all along? Hard to say, I guess. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to say. I don't know yeah. that we use, unless we were able to select for resistance 
from overuse of metronidazole oh, that then it's crossed We wouldn't have over. used enough ronidazole. No, it doesn't think. seem like it. We yeah. certainly used a lot of metronidazole. Yeah. Yeah. So if we could have selected for resistance to ronidazole or mm. ronidazole, uh, then, then, then yeah. perhaps. But I don't think... Yeah. It by itself. Yeah, the biggest problem is what do you do then if you do get the kitties that don't respond to yeah. a diet change and a deworming and an appropriate ranitazole challenge yeah. at the 30 megs per keg once right. daily dose? Yeah, what what do you do? Yeah. yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Well, the search for another drug has been ongoing for a while. Yeah, it has. It lots has. of drugs have failed yeah. in efficacy. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard Dr. Gukin. Uh, give any great revelations mm, recently yeah i was excited about the quinolone treatments because uh some of the early days before when i saw there had been some of those uh, pixie bob cats yes. actually up in seattle yes had been treated with really high dose in refloxacin scary well now and we, we just couldn't do the doses that they used back then now because we know about the blindness um and five milligrams per kilogram which probably won't make a cat go blind yeah probably, probably. won't Work for so talk yeah. a little bit about the blindness problem. Yeah. Not everybody might oh be yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard the the enrofloxacin story, then mm-hmm. the higher doses, greater than five mm-hmm. milligrams per kilogram, does sometimes cause blindness in cats. Doing the five milligram per kilogram maximum or less, especially if you divide the dose in the kitties that mm-hmm. have like an organ failure like kidney or liver then again the odds go down a lot mm. but in, and why uh, is it caused what what causes it yeah yeah susan you retinal. Remember it's, it's, a retinal, it's a retinal it's a retinal degeneration yeah. problem yeah i don't remember the exact mechanism mm. but it is well it is uh, understood mm. yeah But the good news is the other three veterinary quinolones, Mm -hmm. uh, orbifloxacin, marbifloxacin, and pratofloxacin, all seem to have a higher safety margin for ocular. Uh, In fact, prato and marbo, I think neither one have had any reports at all. And and Orbex, that seems unlikely. There have been a couple of early reports, but it didn't really Mm -hmm. seem to pan out. So uh, it's probably passe to use Mm -hmm. enrofloxacin at this stage, Uh just because we have three others that are are safer. But how it tries into the tritrichomonas is uh, quinolones do treat trichomonads mm-hmm. in some species mm-hmm. and so there's always that well maybe that's why high dose enrofloxacin worked back in those early uh, papers and so then it's could one of these others actually have an effect and dr gukin if uh, she's listening to the podcast mm. can can ultimately correct us that yes. she did use the compound the not the raw drug, unfortunately, the pure drug, uh, but she did in her culture system showed uh, that pratofloxacin could potentially yeah. kill Tritrichomonas in vitro. Oh. So, so perhaps that would be something you could try if you had a pretty convincing case that failed ronidazole. Because there isn't anything else. No, no, no. That's what I've been suggesting. Yeah. With no data. They do seem eventually to kind of self write themselves yeah but it takes a while yeah it's an uncomfortable few years let's practice on yeah so you know i don't think so hi hi we've learned why your cat has diarrhea yes thank you it's an organism it's called tritrichomonas oh really Uh, what kind of organism is that it's a it's kind of a little squirmy one that lives in the colon it's a parasite Mm -hmm. it's a flagellate in the protozoans but what i wanted to talk to you about is that the good news is 
is the smelly diarrhea that your kitten currently has, yes. it will be gone on average within nine months. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy now. Yeah, you know? I knew that would Thank perk you. you right yeah, up. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, great. Yeah. So uh, what's the closest shelter? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And that's why you're not going to get a Bengal or a Pixie, Pixie Bob. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, we do seem to have predisposed breeds, don't yeah. we? So it yeah. makes you wonder what the immune issue is. I do like is. Bengals, though. Yeah, they're beautiful. beautiful. God, Lovely they're breed, beautiful. but uh, yeah, but yeah. there must there's something going on there, yeah. right? Yeah, they're a little predisposed to other things like feeling. I think this is a wonderful uh, end yeah. of this podcast. We, You know, this is flying by. We have now 50-something minutes already, and we need to speak wow. with you, so this is awesome. Uh, See, we could talk about diarrhea for I a know, long time. I know, so you have to that come back a third time. That last 15 minutes went like that. You know what? <laughs> As Murphy, we should get you back Oh no! Before we get stand back, a three oh, that's very a triple. Good. That's a, you have the triple crown. The triple crown. Plus, I got I got a dig in on him on the podcast. I know you that, did. that he'll never hear because he doesn't know how to push yeah, yeah, the yeah. app button. <laughs> we'll have to send it to him. To make him listen yeah. So to it. thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to get an update um, on what we. Uh, uh, still can't do for snot. Yeah. Or diarrhea. And trick or trick or whatever. Yeah. But remember, normal cat poop is good and yes. don't eat cat and poop. And don't eat it in <laughs> general. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. don't yeah. shoot those antelope things. <laughs> antelope Even if they're not. Stay away from yeah. antelope. Okay, when I go back next year, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So, thanks again. Thank you, sir. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August's Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatVetSusan. Dr. Yola Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GBETSX. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at per podcast. 